right, we're back at it again. B&G bringing you the all-inclusive sports podcast. Special edition. Special edition <laughs> because we're wrapping up the NBA Finals. We're wrapping up season one ourselves right now. We got a lot of get stuff to get to. We've got UFC news because we just recently had a pretty big UFC fight. We've got boxing news and some controversy around that. We've got baseball and WNBA All-Star. Of course, the Olympics are upon us right now. The NFL is ahead of us soon. So we've got a lot to get to, but of course we still got to wrap up the NBA, NBA finals. finals with the Bucks coming out as world champions. What was that? Only the second time in fifty years. Obviously, they haven't won in fifty years. Which yeah, nineteen what sixty something, seventy something, something like that. Yeah, something whatever. Like that. Yeah, long time. So ago. it seems to be the trend here is of late for a lot of these teams that haven't won in quite a while. We don't see a lot of the um, the usuals, I guess you could say. Like How we talked think? about in baseball, the Yankees haven't won. A World Series in over a decade now. Um, the Lakers most recently won, but they hadn't won in some time. It how much is some time? Because that what ten years ain't no time. <laughs> I don't I don't consider that to be a big deal. Uh, let me see who else. Of course, the the Patriots had quite a reign there too. But the Kansas City Chiefs that that was a not necessarily a surprise, but it was still a team that hadn't had much success. I give you Kansas years. City. I'm not gonna give you the Bucks if you use them. No, 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 they, no. I, they was just 2000. What two? Well, I guess yeah. If I if I put that same thing in, in retrospect, thinking about the Yankees and Lakers, then obviously they have been since the millennium. Let's put it like that. In the in the terms of the Bucks, it's been quite some time, right? They were talking about I guess it was like 20 years or something already. like that, right? Something. I guess. I guess I give them that. I don't know. I don't know how much. You know, eh, 50 and, years. You know, I wasn't even alive. So it's like, okay, I get that, but okay. And see, in game one and game two, the Suns came out pretty good. Um, the Bucks' defense was not able to contain them. And, of course, they did what they supposed to do, right? Phoenix won their home games. And True. for a while there, that's what we saw until we got to game five. That's when the Bucks were able to win a game in Phoenix. In Phoenix. And then take it back to Milwaukee and close it out. I think Chris Powell might have been a little injured. I know he'll never say that. Uh, that's just my thoughts and opinions on that but the Bucks just first of all after they won game five if you think about it from a mental standpoint I just beat you three times in a row we got to get this last game you feel what I'm saying right. so it's like a, it's like a hunger let's go on and remember when they when they when they beat uh in the first round y'all didn't say we didn't want to play with our food exactly that's, that's the same mantra that he went with you're right that's I'm like yo he want to go home he does not want to go back to Phoenix and he played like it in game six and see, in game one and game two, because of all the scoring that Phoenix was able to do, they had six players in double digits in that first game. They right. were shooting 50% from the three-point line in the second game. And we saw Giannis get exposed with that whole foul shot thing because, of course, they did the whole one, two, three. They wanted to count him out. And, of course, when he went home, it was more like MVP, MVP. So he got that home cooking, obviously. I feel you, but as far as him on his free throws, I got to give him credit. Because regardless of what you said, how many times they counted or whatever, he was not afraid to go to the line. Right, right, right. Whether he shot an air ball or brick or it went yeah. in. He was he was like, whatever. And I tracked his stuff going through the games. He was 7 for 12 on free throws in the game one, 11 for 18 game two. So like you said, he was definitely so getting yeah. his time at the line. It wasn't like he was afraid of contact or afraid of being able to go up, step up to the plate and do that. A la Ben Simmons. Right, right, right. <laughs> and hate to put you out there like that. I think the big, the big switch that happened was in game three with Coach Bud making sure he made that transition, avoiding going down 3-0. They dominated the boards, and Phoenix really looked kind of pedestrian. After averaging 15-and-a-half threes being made in the first two games in their home games, they only made like nine of them. 
in in that game three. So they weren't even taking those shots. And for a while there, I really think going on towards the end of the stretch right there, I didn't see a whole lot from Devin Booker that I thought I would see. But we started seeing the Drew Holidays and the Chris Middletons obviously in, rise. In and what take, game? Take you didn't see stance. done by Drew, uh, from Devin Booker because in them last before he got to game six, the dude. That's had. what that's what I was gonna say. He was balling because he had forty points 40, in game five. Forty two. Right. But in game six, when you like you said. Yeah, not 19. Allowing, yeah, not allowing Milwaukee to to go ahead and close out right then. He had 0 for 7 three-point shooting. So he definitely was off some kind of way. Maybe he was thinking about the Olympics because they just landed in, in Tokyo not too long ago. Maybe he's thinking about not busting his face again from his nose because he ain't wearing that mask. But but <laughs> And then again in that closeout game, Monty Williams, uh, who was pretty masterful in doing the transitions and making the changes and doing what he needed to do. They weren't doing a good job of ball moving in that last game. It looked like they were out there just being pedestrian. Well, they're a young team. You know, they – who said they was going to even be there at the end of the year? They're they a real young team. Right, right. Real young team. So, to even be there, they remind me of uh, the Orlando Magic back when they had Shaq, Penny, whatever. They was, like, real young. They didn't know how to become until whatever. You see what I'm saying? So, it, it kind of reminds me of them. But – yeah, they're real young, but uh, they're talented, man. They're talented. So. And what we talked about going into this playoffs and going into these finals especially is what's the, likely, yeah, what's the <laughs> likelihood of, of seeing these teams here because of that health being a big factor as to why the Suns probably even got here. Who knows if they make it past a fully healthy Lakers team? Who knows if they make it past a fully healthy Clippers team? Even though you had your doubts about the Clippers, they still try to give them a little run. I sure did. I didn't trust the Clippers, not never. And Milwaukee, if they have to deal with a fully healthy Brooklyn team or a Sixers team that should be more competitive next year, we would assume. I don't know. (laughs) We don't know if we see Milwaukee back here. So it's kind of one of those situations where you take the advantage and you take your chances because you don't know when you get back here. Right, and that's what I was going to say. I was telling somebody I was talking to, your mindset. This is game six. We up three games. We don't know about next year. We don't know about past tonight. All we know about is right now. And you do what you got to do right now and go home, man. And Giannis played like a man, did not want to go back to Phoenix. He right. said, I'm, I'm in right. Milwaukee. <laughs> I'm at home. I want to stay here with whoever's here. I ain't trying to travel no more. And I think that was the craziest part about it. Not just necessarily uh, Giannis not wanting to travel to go back to Phoenix for game seven, but the fact of Giannis signing that big contract right before the season and getting that part out of the way. Right. Because kind of like I guess you could say a la Dirk Nowitzki where loyalty pays off. A la Kobe Bryant where loyalty paid off, obviously. Kobe Bryant very Hold early on, in his career no. started winning championships but still held on, Hold on until they went back. Hold on, you can't, you can't, you can't put them in the same sentence like that. No, no, I'm saying no, just no, the I don't, no, no, I don't mean like that because you saying loyalty, but the reason why them two examples you had, mm-hmm. those are bigger markets. Okay, so it might be easier for oh, you to be loyalty yeah, 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 in yeah, that yeah. situation. Those are bigger markets, L.A. That's you know Dallas playground. So you know those are bigger markets. You're right. in Milwaukee. True, true, with, true. It would be like know, it would be like if we still if we still had. Uh, Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City. Right. Would Not he, making a decision right. would he be, would he have given that loyalty to them being in a smaller market? Right. Next, yeah, most of the time they leave and go to bigger markets. I guess I didn't think about that aspect of it because when you think about the Milwaukee or the Wisconsin area in general, you think more so of the Green Bay Packers. The, Green Bay Packers, the right, Milwaukee right. Bucks haven't been that big of a market to, to really have, I guess, a lot of free agency and to have somebody like Giannis be a generational talent and stick and around stay there. and say, right. hey, just give me the pieces that you need because that's right. what's going to get me to my next topic. James Jones, of course, former NBA player who was the GM, executive right? of the oh. year for Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, he was the executive of the year this year. 
the true shining star we just saw was the Bucks GM, uh, John Horst. He made some really good moves. I know I talked about Drew Holiday in one of these past episodes, and of course you I did. had to bite, you, you, my, you, you, bite my tongue on the internet. It was hard on a man. <laughs> but that was one of the biggest things because they gave up a lot for that dude. November right. 24th, I still remember that date because it was a four-team trade. Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and three first-round draft picks got up right. out of uh, Milwaukee just so they can go ahead and pull that along with some future first-round picks just to get Drew Holiday in that Bucks uniform. Signing P.J. Tucker when the Rockets obviously was like, hey, yeah, P.J., we're going to find you a place so you can go ahead and thrive, and it <laughs> obviously paid off well for him. And then one of the biggest pieces that I liked going into the final stretch of those games, Bobby Portis. They got him in free agency. Yo, he came on whatever game that was. I ain't know nothing about dude really until he came. I'm like, dude, he can play. Right. Well, the, the coach seemed like he didn't know nothing about him either because he wasn't <laughs> playing for it either. Yeah, yeah. And – now Giannis and his brother Kostas got yeah. a championship to go along with Thanasis, their other brother who won a championship last year with the Lakers. That's and that's up. that's an exclusive group right there because not a whole lot of siblings in the NBA all end up winning championships because I, I looked it up and it's only them and the Gasol brothers and now the, uh, the Holiday brothers as well because Drew Holiday won a championship. His older brother, Justin, won a championship with the Warriors back in 2015 when they started okay. their their, uh, okay. their dynasty. So He's not really known for his, but okay. Right, I right, right. But still. <laughs> he still now, got that ring. Yeah, I exactly. Got you. Now with the dinner table, we can obviously have that conversation. <laughs> I got one, because too. Because it's kind of yeah. like the Manning brothers in the NFL. When you sit at the, at the, cha- to the table, they're like, okay, we both got two rings. Right, right. So I like that part of it right there just for, just for that simple fact because the Curry brothers, the Lopez brothers, the Morris twins, who may get there eventually – at least those three right there, we have one brother from that uh, that family having it. <laughs> and even the highly anticipated Ball brothers, we would assume that at some point, Lonzo, LaMelo, I think Leangelo is trying to get back in the NBA right now as we speak. We should expect them to be the next set of brothers to actually win some championships somewhere down the stretch, right? We'll see. Their careers are what they're anticipating. All the hype that was built around them, and obviously LeVar, their dad, making all that hype Hold around on. His sons Hold being on. the best. Hold on. First of all, you're talking about <laughs> hype. Lonzo ain't had the same kind of hype that he has since he's been with the Lakers. Now, he's gotten better as a player, right. but you wouldn't know that because nobody talks about that. No, no, no. He's okay. once again small market. <laughs> <laughs> now, LaMelo, LaMelo can ball. No pun intended. Right. Like, the dude right. is bad boy. So, you know, but that don't mean – that doesn't mean your organization is going to put the pieces around you to make – you a champion. That takes it takes everybody, man. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest part of that whole entire thing right there. Cause they just got a new coach. The Morris twins, they have moved around quite a little bit in their careers. What is it? One of them with the Clippers right now and one of them. One of them with the Clippers right now one of them with the Lakers. Right, right, right. So, so the com- same they're, they're on competitive teams, obviously. Right. So they could eventually be. Because I think, obviously, we have one of them that won with the Lakers and now right. the other one with the Clippers on a competitive team where it's like, okay, if not – the Suns, if not the Lakers, repeating to go back again, then we could see the Clippers in there, and then we can have another set of brothers that actually have that. We'll see what happens with the Clippers. I told you I don't trust them. We'll see what they do. And that goes right into my next point and my next topic because we just found out that Kawhi Leonard had a partially torn ACL. Right. So very smart on his part to not rush himself back because he didn't want to fully tear that bad boy. But now to have, what does that mean for his effect on his free agency? Because at first we were thinking, okay, Kawhi may be getting ready to buy it. We just talked about it last episode that Miami could be a possible destination. Dallas would be one that would try to inquire about him. But 
now does he try to just stay at home and say, you know what, let me go ahead and ride this thing on up because he may not get that max money coming off that injury. NBA is a, a crazy beast like that. I was going to say, this is the NBA. This ain't the NFL. Right. They don't care about all that. They'll, they'll they, sign you while right, you're they, Right. <laughs> while you just had surgery off, <laughs> right. the, off the table, they'll right. ask you to come it's, in. It's a totally different situation. So, yeah, he's he's good. He's going to have his pick to go wherever he want to go. If he, I think he, is he, can he opt out or whatever the situation is? I'm not sure what yeah, his contract. Yeah, I think contract. that's what his player option Yeah, I'm not sure about his contract. But anyway. He'll have other suitors. He'll have options, and they'll wait for him. Kevin Durant, they'll wait yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. So it's okay. The, the NBA waits for you. And speaking of, I guess you could say, the NBA Finals aftermath, the Suns assistant coach and former 12-year NBA vet, Willie Green, he's going to replace right. Stan Van Gundy in New Orleans. That's what I was saying. He just got a new coach. Right. Yeah. So that's a pretty big deal right there because now we have seven – NBA head coaches, I believe it is the count, uh, African-American. Right. So that's unlike the NFL where they've been trying to strive and get to that that point where you can have more candidates even yeah. or more people uh, hired in general. Even if you give them that one-year, two-year deal like an Adam Gase type of thing, like just try to try to get them in the door. We have that going on in the NBA because a lot of these guys are four former former players. This is a guy who obviously didn't have much of, a, of an NBA career where we can – talk about but he served on Steve Kerr's um championship roster right. sorry sorry championship staff no, I'm gonna say no he handled championship with the Warriors in twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen right. he won championships as a as an assistant coach. Now he's obviously got the task of taking on building that team, helping Zion to excel and exceed. So we'll see how that goes because he's the third youngest head coach behind OKC's uh newly acquired coach and Memphis's coach. But you know they got a young team down there so he might actually they might actually blend well. Right. He's young, they're young, so they can kind of, I don't want to say like better relate to each other, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. kind of can feel each other a little more than I guess somebody coming in, like a Stan Van Gundy who yeah. was older, like, yeah. Different generation, right. different type right. of mentality behind it. Right. Now he can actually adapt to what the NBA has become right. or not try to stay true to any kind of old roots because he's yeah, no he knows what the game is ago. right now. And now we've got the NBA draft coming up this well this week, the 29th of July. So far, only thing I've really heard is that Houston Rockets are trying to acquire um, Detroit Pistons for number one pick, and the Houston Rockets are sitting there too. So, how much are you really willing to give up to just move up one spot? Like, what is Detroit really going to get that you're going to be able to give them right now to just move up that one spot? I'm not really up on who's in the draft, but to be honest, I stick at number two. Unless, see, here's the thing: people forget this. You know. uh, I think it was uh, Bowie. What's his name? Sam uh, Bowie. Sam Bowie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was drafted before Michael Jordan. Right. If, if, if a lot of people don't, a lot Hakeem of people don't Hakeem know Hakeem one. I mean, obviously, granted that the Rockets were right. to win two championships with Hakeem, but he was drafted number one overall. Right. So the and Bulls. Michael Jordan ended up being the bigger star. Right. The Bulls were at number, what, two, three? Yeah, three. Yeah. And they didn't get the number one pick, and look who they ended up yeah. with. So sometimes it's better to stay where you are and just figure out the playing field. But uh, I don't know what. Because you're right. I don't know what the Rockets have that Detroit wants or whatever the situation is because the Rockets ain't really got no pieces because they're rebuilding as well. Exactly. So we'll have to see what that looks like maybe in a future episode, recap that. Like we talked about before, it's not a whole lot of big big news with draft prospects when you're not really sure how they're actually going to transition into the league. Right now, one of the biggest names coming out would be Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State. And like I said, once again, guys like Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs coming out from – um, yeah, playing uh, tremendous in yeah. college basketball. Gonzaga, right? Right. Yeah. We would hope that they can they can transition well, but 
They're going to be at the Barclays Center this Thursday coming up to um, basically change their lives. I mean, at the end of the day. Well, they're going to change their life regardless. You're still going to be a a pretty big name, but to have your name name called on that stage. I mean, because with the NBA's G League especially, you're not really guaranteed a roster spot on a a team or what we see a lot, unless you're a big superstar that's willing to go get day one, you might be riding that pine for a few years. Developmental because process. Because a, a lot of teams, because we are officially in NBA free agency as well, and that's something right. we can touch on in the future because we've got guys like Dame Lillard who's making kind of a a murmur here and there, even Allegedly. though he's saying he doesn't want right. to he, he be <laughs> traded or, or doesn't want to leave. We can obviously anticipate that happen. The Lakers might be making some calls to try to acquire a veteran point guard is what they said. So a lot of these teams are going to be trying to make Big moves, not just the not just the draft, because a lot of these guys we don't know. Hey, can you come in this building right now and change this franchise for forever? Type thing. Well, I think I told you. I don't know if we talked about this on the episode or not. And the NBA is so weird. The NBA and NFL people compare the two and they act like they're the same. <laughs> the, the the NFL they want you younger. The NBA they want you experienced. Right, all the old guys. I hate to say yeah, it like that, but those are yeah, the old yeah. guys are the ones that win championships. The older people, the younger people, ain't winning nothing. They just out there giving you. They might give you some tickets, you yeah, know, some yeah. ticket sales, but they're not winning no championship. The older guys, them guys who've been there ten plus years. Unlike the NFL, it's the, usually the guys that are younger that they get. They get rid of the old guys, but so yeah, just a little tidbit of information. That's my little <laughs> rant. <laughs> And the free agency period for the NBA is going to be something something to watch pretty much because of the uh, the official people who would be free agents or could opt out. Marcus Smart is up next year, 2022, for the Boston Celtics. I like Marcus Smart, So man. we're going to try to see if we can lock him up this year if they want to make that move. Um, we talked about uh, John Collins when the Atlanta Hawks made their run. He served to be a pretty good uh, piece for that team. Lou Williams, like we talked about with veteran person on the squad. He's like somebody who's going to change the, the franchise for you, but still a nice piece. He is the former, what, two-time six-man of the year. Something like that. I think Lou will be leaving. Uh, as far as Marcus Smart, the probably the, I ain't going to say the best thing, but probably the thing about him is Brad Stevens is still in the building, and I'm not sure if he let him go because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's still in the building. So, yeah, and then John Collins, I, I don't know. He, he might want to move on, you know, have his own little I don't know. The Brooklyn Nets window for success is pretty small. What was that? Spencer Dinwiddie was the one who had the injury this past right, year. Now right. he's a free agent. I'm not sure how that works in the NBA as far as, hey, your time has been served or you still owe us another year in your contract because of your injury. I don't know. I think I think he's a, I think he's free. But, right. you know, we'll see how they go. I told you, the NBA is different. Jeff Green, <laughs> Jeff Green has been a pretty big piece for Brooklyn Nets along with the addition of Blake Griffin. Both could be seeing himself out the door right now. Blake Griffin obviously changed his – his style up was able to, to contribute to that team. Um, I would let both of them go. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I would let both of them go. Because going into the end of next year, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving all have options to opt out and become free agents. So you can't pay everybody. Well, first of all, one, if not more, of those three will opt out. They won't be there come next year or whatever. That's just what they're going to do. I guarantee you that. First of all, because I don't believe they're going to win together, but that's my opinion. But they're going to opt out. Somebody, one of those three, if not more of those three, will opt out. So you better build a team with who you got. As far as the Golden State Warriors, no real big names. Of course, you know Steph and Clay are there to stay. Yeah. I don't think their their careers are going to be anywhere else besides in San Francisco at this point. Well, well we got to see about Clay. You know, he ain't played in two years. Right. You know, he he had his uh 
ACL. Then he had his Achilles this past year. So, you know, we'll see. He, Of course, he's going to be able to shoot. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, we'll see what he is post-injury. Yeah. Yeah. And now, like we talked about with uh, Kawhi, it is a player option for him to opt out right now or choose to stay with the team, try to rebuild some of that chemistry with um He ain't staying. He ain't staying. I can tell you that right now. He ain't staying. And as a person who will be over the team, I wouldn't let him stay. I will go with PG and get some other stuff around him, even though the team shot horribly, was inefficient. But they looked like they had more cohesiveness together. But that's just me. We'll see what happens. And speaking of the Morris twins, Markeith Morris is going to be a free agent right now for the Lakers. I think they're making some moves to try to re-sign Horton Tucker for them, THT who made his name really he played going okay. into the yeah. bubble and he obviously okay. still being a yeah. good piece for that team. He played all right. Uh, Montrez Harrell has a player option to opt out, which I don't think he would probably he gonna be do. gone. You think he'll leave? He's a he's a he's like six seven six eight big man, which that's fine. But I hate to say it like this, and I, I like Montrez Harrell, but unless you like a Ben Wallace dude, you know I don't know. So we'll see. I don't I don't think. I mean what. <laughs> If they keep him, they keep him. But I don't think he'll he, – he can go somewhere else and actually be – yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. And I think the Miami Heat being the elder statesman team at this point, they've got Trevor Reza being a free agent this year. For some reason, Udonis Haslam is on this list. I don't know why. <laughs> He's the, uh, the the coach thing, right? Yeah, the yeah, player yeah. So, coach. <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, I would hope he is uh, a free agent at this point. Victor Oladipo we talked about because of that injury that sidelined him for most of his time after he joined the Miami Heat. He's a free agent as well. Um, he might need to take what he can get. The Miami Heat have an option to uh, part ways with Andre Iguodala, another one of those other statesmen. Like I said, so they have a lot of of age on that team. I wouldn't even say experience anymore. A lot of age on that team. Well, Trevor Reese is, is, is a champion. Right. And the dude can still play defense. I don't know how he do it because he's an older guy, like you said, but the dude still do his thing. Uh, so he'll go somewhere else and be a valuable piece to somebody if he still wants to play. He's been playing. How long he been? In the, I don't know. Whatever. He's been in the league for a long yeah, time. Exactly. But uh, if he still wants to play. Same thing for Andre. Andre's a defender. I'm not sure if he's still that defender, but he can still defend. Um, you mentioned Udonis. He's not, he doesn't factor in because he's going to be on the sidelines coaching once he retires or whatever the situation is. Victor Olandipo, I think he should take. Whatever they can give him. Well, I figure he signed like a one or two year deal to, you know, I'm here. I'm going to show you what I am or who I'm not, whatever the situation is. And I think he should take that. Now, I don't know what kind of offers he's going to get, but if he wants to – I think it depends on where he want to be too. If he wants to be there, mm-hmm. then sign that and let's do that. But if not, then let's see what's up. But I don't know – I don't know about a long-term deal because he ain't played, what, two years? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be crazy to watch. Man. <laughs> now, the Milwaukee Bucks defending champions, they've got – we yeah. just talked about Bobby Portis being a player option. Of course, I'm pretty sure he'll he stick around. He ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. He, he young. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah, he ain't going nowhere. Uh, Jeff Teague, we haven't really seen much of Jeff Teague since the Atlanta Hawks days. Right. And uh, P.J. Tucker being uh, 36 years old, be 35, 35 years old, winning his first championship now. He is a free agent, so that's up to them to want to re-sign. Uh, Giannis's brother, Thanasis, is also a free agent. I don't know how that how that messes with team chemistry. If, like, man, my brother ain't playing with me no more. I mean, you want to see your brother succeed. So if he can go somewhere else and become that's true. an even bigger star, then you will even want to um, have that option. But... I don't know if you want him to keep on just being a bench player on your team <laughs> with you. Right. Uh, as far as P.J., I think P.J. will probably stay because he found success in the place. And I think they I, – I don't think he will be like a high 
number guy, like as far as trying to get him back in the building. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, cost a whole lot right, right. I don't think he's going to be that high. So uh, as far as that goes, I think he'll stay if he wants to stay or if they want him, you know, both ways. But, yeah, uh, his as far as Giannis' brother, I haven't really seen him play. I don't. Maybe that's just me. I haven't really seen him play, yeah. so I don't. I don't really know what his skill set or stuff is. So I don't know. I wouldn't even say I can give you an average amount of minutes that he really plays a night. But of course, like I said, more of so of the of the chemistry type thing. Like you want the franchise to make what's the best decision for the franchise, not for just Giannis. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Like when he got hurt, his brother was right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. Now the Sixers obviously coming off well, what what most would say is a disappointing year. They still have Ben Simmons on contract, obviously, and of course Embiid is there. I'm pretty sure to stay. They hey. are losing some pieces like Danny Green, Dwight Howard, and um, Furkan Korkmaz. Time out. I hate when people say it's an unsuccessful season. When yeah, you might not you might not have met all your expectations, but in life, sometimes we don't meet all our expectations. Sometimes stuff happens in a roundabout Setbacks. way. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. And, and, and we and we find enjoyment of those things. It's not a success when you achieve something. They achieved something. So, I'm going to take that route. Now, as far as the people, Dwight Howard, I think he's gone. Yeah. Uh, Danny Green. He's gone. Another veteran. <laughs> he's gone. I've never been too high on Danny Green anyway. His, his shot sometimes goes, <laughs> you know, I don't know. He's, he's, he's a great, great player to have when he's successful on the court. Whenever he just – Back, around there basically wasting time. It's like, you know what? I don't even want you on the team anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I've never trusted Danny Green. Even when he's with Spurs, man, it's like he's come and go. He's hot and cold. It's too hot and cold. It's like, bruh. And the one NBA champion not on the actual finals roster, Torrey Craig is a free agent with the Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Suns so yeah. he can go somewhere else, and whenever that team does play in Milwaukee, will accept that ring for being part of that uh, that that franchise, or maybe they'll just go ahead and send it to him in the mail. We talked about that last we time. We did, we did. And uh, Chris Paul, of course, is one of the biggest names on that free agency list because he has a player option to opt out and so far has said that he will return. He he just say, are you willing Are you willing to t- uh, tell me I'm going to retire? No, that's not what I'm about to say. Because when he's doing the interview, they're like, no, that's not what's going to happen. Like, right. I'm going to go back in the lab and get back at it. He going to play. Now, where he plays, I know some reports have said that he, the Lakers have interest which that would be cool. That would be one of those point guards that you yeah, talk about, a veteran point guard, whether it be uh, Westbrook or Chris Paul or who was the I other think one Chris Paul about. fits better than Westbrook. Yeah, because we, we've been wanting to see that Chris Paul in L.A. for some, some time now. And of so course, it's not even that. Chris Paul and his banana boat brother, you know, LeBron. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I I think Chris Paul works better than Westbrook. But I don't know where Chris – if Chris Paul opts out, which I, the, they saying for money he should, but whatever – uh, I don't know where he goes or where he if they come back with him or not. I don't know. I know another player that they kind of had some murmurs about right now because um, with John Wall being up out of uh, Washington and now the news of Westbrook maybe being suited by the, the Lakers, Bradley Beal, who's not due to be a player option opt-out until the end of 2022, may just force his way to get a trade up out of there and just be done with that franchise and get somewhere else. Uh, reports have – him, uh, the Warriors have been interested. Interesting. Yeah, which is crazy. I wow. don't know. I don't know how that, how that'll fit. You know, chemistry, man. It's not all about your talent. Sometimes you have to vibe with people. You could be more talented than me, but if you don't vibe with them, guess what? I'm gonna be more productive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know, but uh, we'll see how they go. I don't think that's a good fit. And then, like I say, with Clay coming back, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know how that. I don't know. So we'll see. But like I said, nothing's happened yet. But it's just reports. Right, right, right. Yeah. We'll obviously get back to that, and that's a good stopping point. I guess you could talk about what all the rumors, rumors or expectations of what teams could be making on free agency moves, trade, uh, any kind of rumors or anything like that. And we can transition over to the WNBA because they had their uh, All Star game here recently. They did. And um, like we talked about, it was during I think Game Three of the NBA Finals, but. For the most part, I did check, catch, uh, catch a little bit of it. I did, too. Team WNBA ended up defeating Team USA. I think their mind was already on Tokyo oh, at that yeah, point. Yeah, they're trying to get out of here. And uh, <laughs> the Dallas Wings point guard, Arike Ogabwale, she was the uh, MVP with 26 points. Look out. So she obviously came out there uh, ready, to, ready to attack, if you will. Yeah, you know, just put your stuff on display. You know, I'm going I'm to show y'all that, you know, I can do this, and I'm proud of y'all picking me to do this. And what was interesting is – the fact that we even have an all-star in an Olympic year, because they, they said it had been the only all-star since 2000 to take place during a Olympics Olympic year, because right now with the Team USA women basketball team being in they Tokyo for the Olympics, yeah. the WNBA is taking a hiatus. This is one of the few sports that... Um, Let you go entire, on hiatus yeah. and come and go be a well, champion the, and the come back. The entire league is basically taking a break right now because hockey just wrapped up. So if the, even if we did have the Winter Olympics right now, the hockey team would be fine. Right. Um, now, of course, I'm not sure of the, the roster makeup for any of the baseball teams because we have had baseball uh, make its return back to the Olympics this year. But Major League Baseball is still taking place as such. But the NBA just wrapping up as well. The Men's team obviously is is fully fully stacked now with the, losing. Yeah, yeah. They, they just came <laughs> off another loss, but yeah, the first time I think they had twenty five in a row of Olympic champion Olympic uh, success, Olympic wins. But needless to say, the WNBA is taking a month long hiatus right now, and they're not going to resume until I think August fourteenth. Of course, yeah, after the Olympics after is the wrapped Olympics, up. Yeah. They didn't even have a skill challenge this time around. I'm not sure if they didn't have enough people to actually want to participate in it, but they did have a three-point contest. Well, you know, you probably, you know, you're still probably in COVID time, so they probably hadn't have enough people as far as the suitors or participants yeah. or, you know, whatever. Or they might have just wanted to cut it short, like I say, and get to Tokyo. So, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. And kind of like we did with the NBA All Star this year, they had their um, extra event at halftime, three-point contest. It was four participants. Uh, Allie Quigley of the Chicago Sky, she got her third championship. Third title, I guess you could say, not championship, but third three-point uh, shootout Shoot type, yeah. title out of this whole thing. She's interesting in, in one part because you obviously see that she's won it two other times before, but this season she's made less threes than the rest of the counterparts she was going against. She's at 40% three-point shoot right now, but for that night she was ready. She was busting, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now because of the because of the delay for the WNBA, they're not going to finish up until late September with the playoffs come right after that. And then I think the final game of the actual finals will be October 19th. So usually when they be done in September, they, they obviously got pushed by the yeah. month forward. Now went to football season and now where the basketball season will be probably concurrent with the NBA uh, finals. Sorry, WNBA, NBA, finals. Yeah, the WNBA finals with the season. Starting. But speaking of all around basketball, because we've been talking about for 30 minutes right about now with basketball, we got to get to 2K. If you're a gamer out there, you know that 2K22 dropped their newest covers. Candy Dallas Paul. Dallas Mavericks Luka, Luka Doncic is the main cover that was announced but for the first time ever on, we got a on the regular NBA. edition right right yeah right but for the first time ever you were about to say Candace Parker she is the first WNBA player to have the cover and that's gonna be a game ever exclusive. ever so if you pre-order a GameStop you know which cover you're gonna get and that's that's a pretty big deal for her for the WNBA for, for women yeah. little girls out there because yeah. we just here recently NBA Live and then eventually NBA 2K22 got the rights and 
the need to put WNBA uh, teams on the game. Right. So where now you can have that option. If you want to go ahead and uh, ball out with the NBA and, and play and win a championship with them, then you can do the same thing on the WNBA side. I'm not sure if there's a season mode, though. So I might, I might, be, t- I might be saying too much on that. Maybe that's something to come. But right now I know you can play regular exhibition games with WNBA athletes and their teams, which is a pretty big deal. On 2K? On 2K. Okay, because I know. It was on live. Cause I know, because you mentioned live. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it, it was, was on live, but live, but live is uh, obviously went back under, yeah, the, under yeah. the They went back under the dust. We haven't seen <laughs> well, yeah. live again. Since 19, I think? Yeah. Yeah. They came like out for like two years, and then yeah. COVID hit, and it was Boom. like, yeah, we, we're back under it. Yeah. Yeah, let's focus on this Madden again. <laughs> anyway. So what's pretty interesting is that the NBA is going into their 75th, 75th anniversary, and Dirk, Levitsky, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Kevin Durant will be on a, a triple cover, basically. We saw this before. I think it was, uh, who was it? Um, wasn't it Kevin Durant on the cover when they had three athletes at one point? It was uh, Steph yeah, Curry. Yeah, and it was Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and somebody else. Somebody else. I, like, I can't even visualize, visualize it in my head right now. I but know. Speaking of cover athletes, obviously, we saw the same thing in the NFL because Madden now obviously has two cover athletes, which we haven't seen in a while. It was Troy Palomalu and... Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitz. So that was obviously coming off a of Super Bowl year, right. and we're doing the same thing now with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes being on the cover. So, it, I, I hate know. quarterbacks getting all the love. First yeah, of all, yeah, I just yeah. have first to put that all, out there. Yeah. I we, hate that. I hate we've that. Seen, we've seen wide receivers. We've seen um, running backs. Ever so often, you might get a linebacker. We've seen what Ray Lewis was on the cover at one point. Unless yeah. I'm thinking about two K. Not sure if two K NFL two K had had uh, had him on the cover. I. Don't, no, uh, Madden had him on cover. Okay, it was Madden. Okay, Madden had him on cover. Two K probably had like what To I think when he was with the, yeah, with the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's always interesting to see if we had the option right now to have multiple um, entities bring out these games to see different cover athletes. But like you said, quarterbacks getting all the love. I don't like that. With the NBA, obviously, they ain't out there by themselves. With the NBA now, we see obviously big men and point guards and whatnot getting all the love. That's great because. The NBA is one thing now. Like we we don't see Giannis on the cover, or we might see uh, Chris Middleton on the cover, right? But or even a Devin Booker, I'm pretty sure at some point we're gonna Devin see him on the Booker, cover. Devin Booker, we see a center, we see yeah, all we, that we're, stuff. We're like much yeah. well-rounded. Shaq, you and know, like you said, going, now yeah. we see the diversity going further, even with a female on the, on the yeah. cover. So quarterbacks, 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 and so we see it right. They now. are not by themselves. Every position in football is dependent on somebody else. Can we give other players some love, <laughs> please? <laughs> I don't know. Because I remember at one point we had a bracket system where you obviously go in and, and you and see. And vote. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they took that away from us. Man, they got tired of us doing all that voting, man. they like, we tired they of hearing from y'all. We would go by a bracket system <laughs> where it was going um, going player by player by player throughout each and different, different I remember, rounds. I remember. And they had the, uh, a little holiday package to go with it, didn't they? Yeah. They have a little holiday package to go with it? Yeah. And see, Patrick Mahomes was right on the cover two games ago, followed by Lamar Jackson. Now we see Patrick Mahomes back on the cover again. And Tom Brady be on it like twice, two, two three times. Yeah, absolutely. Because he was Can just. We, he yeah. was just on there in Madden 18 with uh, Gronkowski come right before him. So we had back-to-back Patriots at some point. Shame. Uh, we've had some wide receivers, of course, that like we mentioned as of late. Antonio Brown was on there, and then they had T.O. on the Hall of Fame edition. They had Odell Beckham on yeah. that cover as well. Um, they had Richard Sherman on there at one point, but that was a while back. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, 2014. Something like that. Shame on EA, man. They get some diversity. So defensive player hasn't been on there since 2014. Why the quarterbacks, baby? Why the quarterbacks? And we have seen some alternate covers and whatnot. Like I said, the Hall of Fame edition cover or a different one. Um, Trey Palomalu is another defensive player. That's way back in Madden 10 yeah. we're talking about right there. Even if you're going to go offensive, can we get Derrick Henry? 
Yeah, can that's, we why, get Derek Henry? that's why I keep figuring at some point. He, I mean, we had Peyton Hillis on the cover at one point. So I remember. Come on, man. Like, show some love to a real good running back. I remember. Man. I remember. Even though Derek Henry might not want to be on the cover for all intents and purposes of what it might represent. Yeah, speaking of running back, Sean Alexander was a pretty good quarterback back in the day. I'm sorry, running, running back, back back in the day that was on the cover as well. He was all right. Um, Marshall Falk, of course, is one of the better. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. The better ones you can talk about as far as that. Eddie George was on the cover as far as another um, – running back yeah, on there as well. Yeah. So, like I said, you, of all the lists we just heard and we just listed right here, three, two maybe good defensive players that we obviously say, yeah, yeah. they deserve to be on that cover, but now we hit, what? Ten-some-odd <laughs> years in. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, 12 years in. Come on, man. I think, what, Aaron Donald should have been on the cover by now. I mean, he's multiple-time defensive player of the year right now. I feel you, especially if they choose to be on the cover. If they yeah. want to be on the cover, give them an the option. If they, if they turn you down, that's different. If they turn you down and you put a quarterback on there, cool, I get it. But don't just stick a quarterback in our face. We get enough quarterback news. Quarterback, quarterback, no. And now we got to switch gears because we're going to talk about covers for the next 30 minutes and y'all going to be like, okay, it's just the, the 2K and Madden <laughs> edition. But we got the Olympics going on. So right. last time we spoke, we talked about Shakari Richardson not being able to compete in the 100-meter um, races and the possibility of her being able to go to the 4 by 100 So now we find out that obviously she hasn't even made the trip to Tokyo. She did not uh, did not make it to where she can compete for, for that as well. Once again, being a, a, a stemming from what happened with her, um, I guess you could say, performance-enhancing drugs. I, it, once again, that's, that's what is It's not performance-enhancing drugs. It was a banned, yeah, what, a banned doping, anti-doping. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, it still doesn't make any sense to anyone. And we talked about it last time with Steven Jackson mentioning boycotting the Olympics. And now I really had to listen to it a couple of times and see some more aftermath of it. But I think he was more so mentioning the banning, uh, sorry, the withholding of watching the Olympics, not so much the athletes saying that they're not going to compete. We kind of went into that realm of uh, assuming that's what he meant, where the athletes shouldn't compete. We talked about obviously how many of the uh, athletes are African-American, but I think he was more so talking about watching it and that goes into a whole nother aspect of it by itself because you have all these athletes, obviously, that need the support. I mean, they're already out there right now in Tokyo without any fans in the stands because right. of the COVID restrictions, right. because of the, the culture that we're in right now. And they and worked hard to get there, too. They worked exactly. hard to get there, too. Yeah. So they need that support because a lot of right. these people don't make their names until they, ma they make a name for themselves on that world stage. And now, all of a sudden, you got the Usain Boats, who obviously we hadn't heard of before yeah. that. The Michael Phelps, who's on every Olympic commercial you turn on right now. Even now, yeah. So the Simone Biles, all these people obviously made a name because we, the consumers, watched it. Watched it, right. Supported them, and obviously they end up with all these endorsements where it's not even an Olympic year, and they're still bringing in paychecks. Right. So they need that kind of support right now. Like you said, if three years prior to the Olympics, you're putting in all the work, going to all the trials and all the different uh, events, the world, this and the all kind of um, – competitions now you're telling me the olympics is here we already had it postponed a year and because of one person's situation we're just gonna do the whole thing like the rest of the the society has been doing right now we just do the cancel culture on it on the whole olympics <laughs> because best believe the people in germany and of course the whole city uh tokyo japan they're supporting their athletes right so now we can have some bigger names from other countries basically even though because they're even though we don't supporting. know everything they might be dealing with politically over there either. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Right. But uh, I don't remember, remember what exactly what I said that day. Uh, I don't really remember, so I'm not going to touch it because I don't remember what I said. But, yeah. 
So, but I did uh, speaking of the Olympics, I did like the drones they had. Yeah, yeah, that was the amazing. Yo. Was pretty good. Them two thousand some drones, they were moving and made the little continents and stuff like that. Yeah, that was so, awesome. Just a little side note. The fireworks, the fireworks display around the circular stadium that they had it in was pretty good. Of course, we, once again, without it being fans there, it really seemed like an empty arena. You could hear a lot of the players um, and athletes all alike. You can hear their expressions and their rooting for each other, basically coming out there now because of COVID restrictions as well. Not right. every 391 of Australia or United Kingdom's uh, athletes <laughs> could come out there. Yeah. So they had different groups uh, celebrating as well, doing the whole intro. I'm not going to go into you and do the whole red carpet talk and, and talk about everybody's yeah, um, metal count and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was interesting to me for this year's games, I talked about it earlier a little bit, baseball is back as well as softball, hasn't been in there since 2008 in Beijing. And they've included karate, which already we already have judo, wrestling, and boxing. So right. those competitive kind of sports like that where you actually have to spar with someone, now we've got karate actually in there. And being that Team USA men's basketball isn't doing so well, we should look forward to trying to look at these three-by-three three basketball. Yeah, they did a three-on-three Three-on-three three basketball yeah. is a thing this year in the, in the, um, in the Olympics. In the Olympics. Yeah. And I'm not sure which of the – if – we have any NBA athletes doing? I know I saw a little bit of the the women's uh, rounds of them a little bit because obviously a lot of this stuff is already underway. But it's a total of what thirty three different sports, three hundred thirty nine medals are being given out. That's a lot. As man. far as medal events, I'm sorry because yeah. obviously you got the gold, silver, and the bronze. Now this brought a, a little bit of stuff to my attention, right? Because I know I want to talk about this. We got to figure out what constitutes a sport and what isn't. Okay. Because things like archery, I get it. It's a lot it's of a focus. Sport, man. I want to do it. It's a lot of focus, a lot of, a lot of training that it needs to go into having that hand-eye coordination, having to have that timing down, everything, right? And your aim. I've always wondered, is golf more so a hobby or a sport? And golf enthusiasts out there, anybody who knows somebody play golf, I don't know. I'm just speaking from what I, what I see. Well, most sports and games come from accounting, some kind of account number system. Right. Golf has a count number system. Yeah, so I'm guessing that's the definition of not necessarily something that's going to get you out there sweating and obviously really put <laughs> no, in some physical, <laughs> physical thing because that leads me to my next sport that I'm talking about, quote-unquote I'm using over here, equestrian, riding a horse. Right, that's, a, that's, that's like horse riding. Yeah, it's a sport. The supposed athlete is really the horse that's out here prancing around. Not right, the not the jockey. The yeah. Not the jockey, I feel yeah. <laughs> because all this came to my mind because they started considering should cheerleading be in the Olympics. That, take, that takes technique. It takes um, right. it takes training. Yeah. It takes perseverance. It takes a physically fit person to actually do it. So once again, it's something that's a competitive nature. It's given by rank. It's given right. by score. You see these events all throughout the year. It's not just for Sundays or for for Friday night uh, lights. Or for bet on, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I said, that just led me to that one thing right there. We're trying to figure out what actually is because I've seen some I've seen some interesting things this year. Just watching these first couple of days of the Olympics. If anybody is a big Olympics fan or if you just like watching it because it's on, there's no basketball on or whatever the case is, try to find you a sport you've never seen before because we don't obviously have it here in the United States or it's not a worldwide known sport like soccer is throughout the globe. Handball. I'm not even going to try to go into detail of trying to explain what handball is. When I looked at it, it kind of gave me a, a feel, a little bit of hockey, a little bit of soccer, a little bit of basketball, a little bit of football. It felt and like it was everything all It might be together. all that rolled into one, and you, and you derived 
all the other sports off of that off one. Of that. You right, see what I'm right. saying? So it might be so all it's not that. something that's very well known in the United States, but of course in international play right now, they yeah. are competing in that. I mean, things like water polo, it's probably yeah. one of the sports that you really haven't ever gotten a chance to sit down and watch because it's not a big <laughs> telemarketed um, uh, event that we obviously have a federation or a league right. of in the United right. States. So, like I said, Olympic play, it's pretty cool. It's something to watch. But it is. I'll be it ready is. when track and field comes around because that's my That's the big that's bread and butter, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think most people watch the track and field Now, you can give parts. love to the gymnastics. You can give love to the swimmers and everything like that, divers, all that good stuff. But when track and field comes down is when we see the lights come on. And most people. We would hope the fans would show in. out, but because of this year, we ain't going to see no yeah. fans in there. Yeah, them camera angles to the track and field stuff be, be awesome, though. How they be running yeah. along the side of the athlete, man. Man, them shots be awesome. But anyway. And shout out to Beach Volleyball. Yeah, I'll be of watching that. I'll be watching that. They're doing pretty good. I mean, just to have the hand-eye coordination, have the time and the quickness and the speed. I mean, the agility, especially beach volleyball. Because I sand, can't even bro. walk in the sand on in the, the beach. Sand, let bro. alone yeah. be uh, uh, agile out there. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of agility and the lack thereof now, Big 3 basketball is back. Big 3. And they, I have, they took a year hiatus because of COVID. I have a big issue with Big 3 this year, Ron, because wow. I, I – I've never watched it on TV. I'll put that out there first and foremost. Why? I never got the chance to actually sit down and watch it. Maybe a couple of playoff uh, games when they came down to the end of the season. I watched but the game yesterday. I mean, the we day. went the first year, and since then it hasn't really had the same oomph to me. Okay. We've had the Lamar Odoms come and go. We had the Allen Iverson debacle where he didn't even play but was on the roster for so long <laughs> as a player, coach, or whatever you will. Yeah. It was really good to see a lot of the former NBA athletes come out there. But now we got guys like they Ryan. Still got, they, they still got former athletes. Uh, I know. I understand. Yeah. But right now we got guys like Ryan Hollins. He averaged like less than four points per game when he played in the league. He was in, what, a second-round pick in 2006. But he's quietly disappeared from the NBA, and now he pops back up here. And we got, what, Shannon Brown, guys like that yeah. who – we we knew their names, right? They were household names at one point, but he was a dunker, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they've got an eight week regular season, and what was interesting to me about this year, as opposed to years past, was most of the games are being played in, in Vegas, and I'm just not sure if that's that's COVID related per se because it might they just be made situation. Yeah. they just made a change, which would be, I guess, aggravating to me as a fan if I wanted to actually see them come to my hometown. They were supposed to play in New Orleans, and now next weekend on. July 31st, they're going to Dallas instead. So they'll be in Dallas playing their first actual road games because they, like I said, have been playing right. in Vegas for so many weeks. And then they're going to Milwaukee and Chicago. I guess they said because the COVID rates are down in the Midwest, I'm not sure about Texas per I don't know se. why they're coming to Dallas then because right. Dallas is skyrocketing. Right. <laughs> so apparently New Orleans was even worse, especially with these new variants. So obviously, once again, B&G coming out here telling you, hey, be safe. That's a, yeah. I think that's the that's the sum of it right now. We're not gonna force you to get vaccinated, force you to wear a mask, force you to stay six feet apart anymore. I'm wearing Just be one. Safe. I wore. We went to the soccer game. Yeah. Speaking of the day, we went to the soccer game. We saw Guatemala and the Trinidad and Tobago. Tobago. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a mask on, man. I was there. But anyway, but uh, like I said, they probably aren't traveling as much because of the COVID protocol. Right. So I wouldn't. As a fan, you're a little disappointed, but you can't be too disappointed because you understand that the world we're in at this moment. So yeah. But new this year, I'm not sure how last year's playoff was. When they conclude the season, they're going to the Bahamas. On big three? Yeah. Why? I have no idea. Okay. This is new. <laughs> it's the, uh, I want to I say it's the Atlantic Casino. Okay, I've been there. Right before this whole COVID thing hit down, I went to the Atlantis Casino. So I, That's what's up. I know what it's like out there and everything. I I'm not, not sure what their basketball arena looks like. <laughs> if they even have one, they're going to be playing street ball outside. If the weather's pretty good. I don't know. Is but it like the championship game or something? It's the championship rounds. So the playoff rounds going to conclude that prior weekend, and then the championship rounds will be the following 
okay. the following weekend as well okay. in the Bahamas. So I don't know how many people is trying to travel to maybe the Bahamas right now in time for the big three, but you maybe they didn't catch it. Maybe they doing the uh, whole uh, you you earned this right to be here. Beautiful weather, beautiful scenery, <laughs> like they used to do for the Pro Bowl, like Hawaii yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Maybe that's the that's, that's the kind of vibe. Consensus. Yeah, I get that. yeah, I don't know. It's not as exciting, like I said to me, when it first hit the ground, the ground running, and especially right now they have an operate during the Olympics. Of course, last year we know the reason why, right? But having an operate during the Olympics right now, once the game comes on the Saturdays now, it used to be on a Something Sunday, like that, yeah. I think it was that we. When we went our first time, it was a Sunday. It so was, now, it was. trying to fit yourself in there, you might be trying to go to a day party instead, instead of actually going to the <laughs> to the big three game. But it still and always will be. I give it credit for being a good family friendly environment. You get real intimate views as far as being able to see this three on three basketball. Right. So, of course, the innovations like the was it the four point shot? They've had some different rules Something obviously like come yeah. and go, yeah. but. I wouldn't even say as far as giving any of these former NBA players or former basketball players in general any kind of second win at a career or anything like that. It's something to do. I, I put it like that. It's it's a fun atmosphere, and I'm pretty sure the, the players are enjoying it. Well, some of the athletes, you know, they, they you look at them. Like, like, I think Joe Johnson is playing right now for uh, one of the teams, but you ain't got to look, you know, whatever. But, you know, he used to be able to hit shots. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, when you used to make that, I see why you <laughs> why you don't yeah, make that I, no more. I can't remember what it, if he actually made it or not, but it wasn't he the one player that actually left the big three, went back to the NBA play, and now he's found himself back there, or was it just murmurs that he could have been going back to the NBA? I don't know. I have no I recollection I can't remember how that story that. went because obviously it didn't, it didn't pan out very well if it did. Right. I have no recollection of that. So yeah. Switching gears, we got boxing. We got UFC still, right? We we do. Yeah, we had the boxing because uh, you was talking about uh, – Charlo. Yeah. Little Charlo. He put the, up three belts, belts trying to yeah. get uh, his undisputed super welterweight championship, but – the fight ended up going to a draw out there in San Antonio after 12 rounds. Nobody even knocked anybody down. I mean, obviously, super welterweights, we're talking about if we want to look at the, the big the big hitters, it's going to be the, the heavyweights, right? But Always. Um, <laughs> I don't know The why. unofficial scoring showed that Brian Castaño, who was obviously going up for the um, undisputed uh, championship as well, he landed slightly better percentages, but both of them had some, I guess you could say, good rounds, but... It wasn't anything to really go crazy over, but I hate the fact of boxing having um, no real way to have a, a champion. I mean, we saw it obviously in the soccer game we just went to. You sit there for that what ninety-minute game, yeah, and then it's and we have nobody win, whatever, right? Right. It's a tie, and of course for the Gold Cup that we went to go see the the qualifiers for, that kind of puts you in a tough position because you get you get a point for having that, but you don't get really where you need to be as right. opposed to when you win. So of right. course that's more of a driving force, but with boxing. Now it's, we're talking about to, the possibility. Yeah, yeah, it's up to straight people. Yeah. To, yeah. Now we're talking about the possibility of having the rematch. So we did all this training, did all this preparation for this, go out there to San Antonio, and still nobody got the belts. So, of course, everybody retained the belt they came with, so everybody's mm -hmm. still happy going home, but not ideally what I was, what I came here to do. <laughs> yeah, I just... And um, the, the, the always the good part, I guess you could say the... The silver lining to all this is the money at the end of the day because Jamel Charlo got 3.5 mil. Brian Castaño. Well, for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the, for, people, the for, people who obviously watched it on TV, it was it was on Showtime. So if you had a Showtime subscription, you got it for, for part of your package. But you had to pay for pay-per-view. But the people who obviously went out there and paid tickets to actually watch that fight probably left out of it a little salty. Maybe you saw some undercard stuff you liked. But as far yeah. as the main event, you were not satisfied. Yeah, undercards be hidden. Uh, shout out to the undercards, whoever, the preliminaries, whatever you want to call them. Them jokers, there. Sometimes you'd be amazed at who be out there. You'd be like, bro, that's a good fight, or whatever. So, I got to give it up to them. 
And going into other boxing news, though, Fury and Wilder. We were supposed to see that, what, last weekend, this week? This weekend, yesterday. It was supposed to be yesterday. I'm so disappointed. So because uh, Tyson Fury and a couple people in his camp um, tested positive for COVID, so we had to reschedule that bad boy to October 9th. October the 9th. Which was already interesting because this fight took precedent over another Tyson Fury fight that he was supposed to have anyway. So it was already going to be pushed out, pushing out another fight just to be able to get this, this date set in. And now we get ourselves pushed out there, but it is what it is. It's the world we live in. As long as it was able to be caught, and we hope well wishes for him and his camp as far as yeah. being able to make it through. But it's still affecting the world of sports, as we obviously clearly know. Well, of course. Uh, I don't want to. You know, we got NFL news about that too. They got uh, yeah. they, they got COVID protocols where they making people forfeit. You know, this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll probably get back to that one probably close closer on to. I guess it's been in the season. beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I, all that stuff is set in stone or uh, as many protests that they've had is going to kick it out any, but we've also got Jake Paul and Tyrone Woodley trying to uh, do this, do this. Uh, I guess you could say celebrity boxing thing because Tyrone Woodley obviously has more of a fighting background. He's a former UFC champion. I, I enjoy celebrity boxing. We could do some celebrity. celebrity. <laughs> well, maybe we should name it that. Celebrity boxing matches. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> and that one's going to be August 29th in Jake Paul's hometown of Cleveland, Ohio, but... It's going to be a 190-pound fight. We'll just have to see how that one plays out. I'm, I'm done with the speculation. I don't think it's going to have any official remarks for it. These guys, they're not going for any kind of um, belts or any kind of uh, accolades. It's more just about bragging rights. Celebrity boxing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Get two celebrities. I don't like you. You don't like me or whatever. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> We're going to have to re- fast track to a couple of these other things. We saw Conor McGregor obviously break his leg in a fight against Dustin Poirier. He broke his own ankle or leg. I thought when you know when he broke his leg, he was kicking the man or something. He <laughs> kicked the he kicked he did punched him or kicked him and came back and his ankle just twisted and kept going. I'm yeah. like, how do you do that? And now his his uh, opponent Dustin Poirier said that he believed his leg started to give way when he was trying to do leg strikes. So McGregor was trying to hit uh, Dustin and right. of course Dustin was blocking the bad yeah. boys, but. At the end of the day, Conor McGregor stop, called for a doctor stoppage so he can go ahead and get the thing out of there. Because, I mean, if you're on the ground like that, Justin Poirier in his eyes, he's going to jump yeah, on top of you and, and end right, this fight. Right, right, So, right. of course, it's to end up as a victory for Dustin Poirier. And now we see that trilogy obviously end with, Poirier, with uh, McGregor losing back-to-back fights in his career. And we've had guys like Anderson Silva who had to retire after 14 years. He had some uh, devastating injuries, and he lost three times in a row. At the age of 45, he had to hang that thing up. Now, McGregor's obviously a younger guy. 32 years old, eight-year vet in, um, in the UFC fighting, and I don't know what that means for his career at this point. Well, first of all, he's been losing fights anyway. He hasn't been the same draw that he was. Yeah, he, he didn't he seem like money, right. But he didn't seem like the same hungry guy that yeah. we saw in the beginning. So, and you know, it's okay. Sometimes you know you get to where you're not the same person as you was because of the situation. So, and that's okay. You you know, it doesn't diminish you as a person. It's just not what you used to be. That's fine. So. He's, I don't think he's no longer that guy, but that's fine. So, yeah. And that's enough for UFC, UFC until we got another, like you said, another big draw to actually be able to <laughs> talk about it more because we don't really dabble in the world of UFC, of course, unless it's a big name. Of course, it's a, a good fight that's supposed to be coming up. When they were on Fight Island in Dubai, it was a pretty cool thing to watch yeah, because yeah. at that point, we were looking for sports in general. That's what we did. It was a hunger. <laughs> right. But speaking of sports we're looking forward to as well, the NFL obviously is getting ready. Like you mentioned, some things we'll get into later on. Right now, we've got breaking news that Deshaun Watson is expected to report the training camp with the Texans and your views on it was all this legal stuff that he's got going on is going to probably go away if he decides to remain with the Texans and not keep on pursuing this trade that he wants. Yeah, I said it. Uh, I sure did. He said he wasn't playing for them. All this stuff came out the woodwork. 
I say it'll go away. <laughs> if you say you'll play. Now we'll see what what happens with that. Like I say, even even besides that, they said that they can't uh his case has been they can't really find hard evidence yeah, for his so, case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got speculation and yeah. allegation right now is what they're going yeah. off and there's nothing really definitive to put something in there. So we'll have to keep on track and to see how that goes. But I don't know if this means that Aaron Rodgers is going to get ready to um to to suit up for the Packers tomorrow as well in, in their training camp because him and Devontae Adams seem like they kind of buddy-buddy. They posted a similar IG post right now of uh, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. So I'm not sure if this is the last dance because now, they've been to back-to-back NFC Championship games. Now, you know... What happened before the last dance? Jordan retired, right? Right. So, <laughs> and that's that's there's so much speculation about this whole thing because we don't know if that means that Aaron Rodgers is going to retire because he won't they won't trade him or what that means. As far as Devontae Adams, he's called off the uh, long term contract discussions with Green Bay as well. So I'm not sure if he's willing to really stick around anymore. He might be like, you know, me ride this thing on out and get up out of here as well. So. I would make Aaron Rodgers retire if I'm if I'm executives. I would make him retire. You're either gonna play for me, or you're gonna retire. As far as Devontae Adams, you better do what you do for you again. This is football. This is not basketball. They do not wait for <laughs> you <don't> <laughs> in football. <laughs> and speaking of wide receivers, since we're talking about Devontae, Michael Thomas is gonna miss some uh, time. He was sidelined surgery, last right? September. Yeah. yeah, he was sidelined last September pretty badly uh, because he tore some ligaments in his uh, ankle, and um, he had surgery in June. We just found out about it now a month later, but. That's going to be a big piece for them, obviously, coming off uh, a, a season where Drew Brees is now retired, and obviously we're going to be transitioning to a new quarterback. Jameis Winston. Yeah. And, um, Good luck, Jameis. Ted Ginn, the former first-round pick by the Dolphins, Ohio State Buckeye. He's retiring. Uh, 14 seasons. Why? I'm not even sure what happened. He's Why pretty he retired? Because the dude can still run. Yeah. Now he can only catch going to the left. But, but, <laughs> but he can still That's run. what I saw. He's he's a pretty good Swiss Army knife because he had almost 10,000 return yards. Yeah. I mean, only five. Oh, I didn't say only because obviously he's doing more than me. But he had over 5,000 receiving yards, 42 combined touchdowns. So along with the Dolphins that drafted him, he was there with five different teams, obviously. But over that career, he's had some good success. Maybe, uh, maybe it's the COVID thing. Yeah, a lot of it a could lot of be the COVID obviously. thing. Yeah, no, you know, because he might not want the vaccine. Yeah, and he he don't want to cost his team any forfeit of games yeah. by not getting that. If that's the case, you know, good luck to you, Ted again, because Duke can still run. And like I say, he's not sure-handed, but he's he's okay. He's 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 a he's a, a roster spot on the NFL team. I guarantee exactly. you that he makes a team. Yeah. And now this is like we talked about the season one finale. Well, hold Would on, you... Richard Sherman, right? Oh man, he was wilding. I, I still don't know all the details about that because I, I don't know. I just saw the video and I was like, I don't know, man. I think he was inebriated to some degree. Right. It looked like it. Uh, so yeah, it, it might have had something to do with that. I don't know all the specifics. I hope everything's okay with him, his, his wife, and his kids. I hope all you know. Hope everything works out. Uh, that's all I can say about that because yeah, I, I mean, don't know the obviously specifics. Going along with all the other stuff we've talked about with these these players, stuff on the on the outskirts of the season. I don't try to dabble too much into it because, once again, this is stuff like what we talked about with the player that came out recently from the uh, Raiders. I'm not sure how much of this I really care about unless it affects you on well, the field. that will affect him because you forget he's a free agent. That's right. And and he he, he conducts his own agency deals. Right, he right, does right. his own stuff. So now so. you got to talk somebody into right. being able to sign him after this. So, so yeah. as, as it pertains to actually being able to be employable, I guess that's a good thing because obviously you could either end up on the commissioner's exempt list or you get yourself uh, suspended for however many <laughs> games. So I guess in the long run it does affect that. But like you said, obviously you hope everything works out for him and his family in that situation first. Right, handle right. that first before right. we even 
talk about contract negotiations with right. any team that's suiting for you because he is still, even though not as great as he once was, the Duke he is, is still, still a great yeah, player. The Duke is still ball. He, he can make the team. That's the t- you know what I'm saying? He can make another, the team. Another roster. Yeah. Another roster man right <laughs> he there. He can make the team. But like we said, this is the season one finale. We're going to take a little hiatus ourselves like the WNBA, I guess you could say. We're going to take a little break. Yeah, um, we'll be back at y'all. Watch okay. the rest of these Olympics. Um, catch us some baseball games. Maybe get out there in the ballpark or two. We obviously we obviously like to not just talk about the stuff, but we go to the stuff too. Like you said, we went to international soccer. If you've ever been, if you've never seen soccer at any level, the fans are wild. The game really, is, the really game, wild. The game is obviously long drawn out. So if you has, have you some time to, to relax and chill, do do so. Uh, try to avoid going daytime because we went at nighttime and it was still hot. <laughs> well, that's because we live in a hot, uh, uh, hot climate region. region yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when we come back, though, we got more NFL stuff to obviously talk about. We didn't get a chance to talk about uh, the Cleveland Indians changing their team name. Right. Uh, a lot of people right. obviously can Google that up, look that up. We didn't get a chance to get to the Major League All-Star and the Home Run Derby. Not too much to talk about. Uh, Pete Alonzo from the, from the Mets won back-to-back because obviously they didn't have one last year. The American League won the World uh, – I'm sorry, the – all-Star Games, so now the World Series is going to be played in an AL ballpark for home field advantage. Like I said, baseball season, still got a long ways to go, so we'll get back at y'all with that to talk about the playoff hunt going into uh, right. the end. We still got to get back at y'all with more free agency for NBA, wrap up some things with the NBA, with the Olympics and see who, right. who shine bright for the, uh, the United States teams. For me signing off for season one, I'm going to end with this. Shame on you Washington football team for not having <laughs> a name and the Cleveland – Guardians, Guardians now have logo. formerly of it is. I don't like the logo either. It, it, it's trash. Formerly of the Indians. Formerly the Indians have a have a name, and it took you. It's going on two seasons, and you do not have a name, Washington Football Team. Right. That's a shame. I'm gonna sign off with that. I'm gonna catch y'all in the next one. Greg, you got anything? Uh, yeah, man. I'm excited to see whether uniform changes come out. I showed you what Cleveland's plan on doing. I want the to Cleveland talk about Browns that. Cleveland Browns want to uh, do something so we can get back into it and obviously have our usual segment of. Uh, of uniform changes and tweaks because there were some rumors coming about the NBA even having a 75th anniversary. Speaking of 75th anniversaries, okay. maybe doing some special jerseys for that as well. The Cowboys are going to be on Hard Knocks, so if you're a big HBO uh, Hard Knocks fan, then that will be a great team to watch, obviously, on there. Hard Knocks is good regardless yeah, if you're they'll that find, fan they'll or find, not. Yeah. They'll find some player that nobody's ever heard of before that, that's been struggling to get into the league because he came out <laughs> with, a, with a tough background or whatnot. Yeah. Or obviously the big news being around Zeke Elliott and, of course, the injury coming back for uh, – Deshaun, sorry, not Deshaun. Dak, Dak, Dak Prescott. Prescott. Yeah. Um, Along with all the other headlines and storylines, yeah, we're gonna have, keep man. tracking all this stuff and get right back at y'all. Like I said, before the NFL season kicks off, we will be back on here getting ready to get ready for that um, first game. Bucks Cowboys, obviously. When the Buccaneers get to raise a championship, they had some big old rings they just came out with. Time out. Why is that the headline in other? Uh, uh, the, it's the first uh, game. Of week one. It's the first game. What you mean? Oh, oh that's the opening <laughs> Thursday the night opening game? game. Okay, tell me something. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. My bad, world. My is, bad. I'm is like, is why is that the game. headline of the game? <laughs> so we're we gonna we're gonna get y'all to recap as well, of course, of the uh, Hall of Fame events that take place here in a month. And um, like I said, everything else. You know, we we try to stay well rounded on this. Uh, yeah, we try. Man. We, spend, we do we our best. With y'all. <laughs> We're glad y'all rode through here. If you're still um, new to us, you know we could get a little crazy at times, go over our time. But, hey, <laughs> just keep riding with us, though. We do like some right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. That's it? That's it. I'm that's sure. it for season one. We'll catch y'all in a couple of weeks, man. Have a good one.